0: What's up, Atlanta sports fans? I'm Graham Waldrop, and alongside me, as always, is Adam Kalal, and we are Atlanta Zone, Two Atlanta natives recapping the week that was in Atlanta professional sports, wacky ass hijinks, and analysis. Adam, how's it going, sir? Doing all right tonight, Graham. Things are a little bleak. Yeah. But you know how bleak things are right now? I kind of have an idea. I've had a dream... Like twice now over the last week, that's just coming to me as we're uh, starting this podcast. I keep dream- dreaming about Turner Field, like a legitimate can, can dream you, about Turner Field. Can you share the um, the first dream you had about Turner Field? No, <laughs> damn it! I really want to hear. It. I think that's something. That so I, I keep So I forgot. I even that. forgot about that one. that dream so great. That's probably the greatest dream ever. But this one was just me like walking into Turner Field and like in all its glory. Yeah, just being excited to be at Turner Field. What do you think my obsession with Turner Field is? I think it has a significant hold on your, your childhood and uh, your connection to the Atlanta Braves baseball team. And I think that you miss going to games there. And I, I think that it is deep in your subconscious, even though you're at peace with SunTrust Park, you still know that no matter how many bars they put outside, that it will never fill the hole in your heart that Turner Field has left. Well, here's the thing. Like... And we've had this discussion before. Mm. I could literally hop on a MARTA bus and make my way to Turner Field now. Oh, yeah. So I feel like if I missed out on an opportunity by living where I do now, because as children, we weren't that close to Turner Field, there there probably wouldn't have been much of a difference if the Braves played in SunTrust Park. Yeah. But now I, I damn drive past Turner Field every day, Yeah. and it's nothing. Right. I remember something, but. Well, I spent the first six years of my life in Grant Park during the Super Glory years, and I remember we'd walk up to Turner our Fulton County Stadium at the time, um, and it was just like it's a really easy walk. If you drove up there, it took ten minutes. Yeah, you know, it was uh, it was nice. Yeah, we did miss out on something, and it's not too bad to get to Mercedes Benz or State Farm from where we are. But um, that's true. You Still have to do. Marta, you couldn't just like like we could literally ride bikes, walk up to to damn Turner. So what you're saying is that I need to appreciate the fact that the Falcons and Braves are still I could still do that exact same thing with them for the Falcons and Hawks. Yes. Oh, sorry. Yes, Falcons yeah. and Hawks. Yeah, you need to appreciate that. Maybe start good. having dream. You know, maybe put that into your subconscious, and maybe you'll have dreams about watching a winning football team again someday. Well, I, I did. I did look up tickets to uh, see who Georgia State's got coming up. Ooh. Nobody of interest, sure, but uh Alcorn is that state is that the winning football team you're referring to? um they got a winning record right They're yeah yeah this year. Uh, that's what I was saying I mean like it's 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 it dreams become reality sometimes. I think we should start covering college sports now I mean we've been doing this strictly Atlanta professional sports thing, and it kind of limits us during times like this when it's peak college football season, yeah and it's just a horrible state of affairs. Oh sure, with uh, what's going on? Man. Georgia State's not doing that bad. They're they're doing pretty good. You gotta, you know, I know they have don't have the best history, it's, but it's still a young uh, the the iteration of this this iteration of Georgia State football is, 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 is nascent. Come on now, they do have the tenth largest um, projector out, outside uh, digital screen. What do you sure. call these things, Graham? Uh, it's a it's pretty much. A, Television screen, yeah, no, it's a screen, screen? yeah, in all of college football. Wow, so uh, they got a lot going for them. That's pretty exciting. Sure. Yeah. No, I can't. I can't do the college sports thing. Okay. I don't. I don't. Well, let's stick to what we know best, Graham. Uh, yeah. And um, mm. you mind if I start us? Please. I'll just sit over here and nurse my bourbon. So, I was listening to our episode uh, today. You know, just catching up in the world of Atlanta sports, and sure. that was a very dated episode that we put out. I can't remember the last one. This, this is like, it's like being... It was just last week. Well, I know, but it's like being permanently, you know, on a bender or something. You just don't... It's it's so hard to talk about anything right now with the, the Falcons just leaving that void in my, in my heart that... Uh, it's just I can't even remember what the fuck's going on in my my own life. It's 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 detrimentally affecting my my sense of self and and, and all that shit. Well, I'll catch, what do we talk about? I'll catch you and the users up last week on Atlanta Zone. Oh, everything's looking great for the Hawks right now, man. Yeah, like two zero. Oh, hell yeah. Oh shit, Trey Young got hurt. Very sad. And then felt pretty good about the United. You know, you're a know, you know, home team, but uh, uh, Toronto's good, but uh, I'm pretty confident United's going to win. <laughs> that was you, and Hugo had a bone to pick with you about that. Oh, I'm sure I'm sure uh, I, I'm the cause of, of, of losing to Toronto. I feel like you've just thrown, at this point, just to brace the jinx, Graham. What you I you do did I... say that about the Lady United. All right, fine. And what happened, Graham? They lost, but that has nothing to do with me. So anyways, so we recorded that episode on Tuesday... And Wednesday brought on another very dark day in Atlanta sports. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, it was because it was we were at uh, Corner Tavern in Little Five watching uh, the United game. This was the Eastern Conference Finals mm. against Toronto. Mm-hmm. Uh, a game that I don't think anyone thought it was going to be a cakewalk, but at home you expect to win that game. Sure. Uh, United go up one nothing in the first. One nil, excuse me. Yeah, come on. In in the first three minutes, and then um, around the ten minute spot on the clock, you got Joseph Martinez with a penalty kick that, like, it doesn't look possible that he could miss from that distance. And sure enough, he does. Like, and if if they go up two nothing, I know uh, two nil. Sorry, two nil. Um, that could be ball game. Mm. But it's just a completely different game. Only down one goal versus two. And um, sure enough, the United ended up being true to Atlanta and blew it. So I see that happen, and there's just general aura of depression. That like Atlanta depression stink in the air. I'm very familiar with that. And then I get to watch the Washington Nationals win a World Series oh. about an hour later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it wasn't great, Graham. Well, the thing that blew my mind about the World Series, yeah, it was a dark night in Atlanta history for sure. Uh, the, the thing that blew my mind about that series was that A.J. Hench sort of uh, resuscitated the Freddie Gonzalez argument. Uh, he had his best pitcher warming up in the bullpen, and Garrett Cole just like the Braves did in the 2013 Dodgers series with Craig Kimbrell. Um, Greenkey's pitching a good game, and then he decides not to – you know, he brings in their the equivalency of uh, the equivalent of Luke Jackson into the game. I can't remember the guy's name, um, but you know, he's he's their version of Luke Jackson instead of going to Garrett Cole, and it's just absolutely mind blowing that anyone would do that. It's easy to sit here playing armchair quarterback, but sometimes you just gotta wonder, like, what the fuck are these guys thinking? Sometimes it's like that seems just very cut and dry what you should do right there you have the best pitcher in baseball literally and and Garrett Cole and you and got it was game 7 right game 7 you got and no he no, was no, relatively no rested yeah no coming back from that, that you know, I tell you what Dave Roberts managed a hell of a fucking postseason he was just, you know throughout the entire Dave every, Roberts who we are the fucking Nationals coaches Davey Martinez Davey Martinez sorry Hell of a. A guy who we thought was getting fired at the beginning of yeah, the season. Yeah, hell of a job. You know, Patrick Corbin go out there and throw four innings of relief. Strasburg go out. Scherzer. doesn't matter. He's using his best guys to do whatever he can to win the fucking game. Yeah, you game. must have loved that shit, seeing a bullpen utilized like that or the starting yeah, pitchers. do what you got to do to win. Fuck rolls. Like, like be ready. If You know, when your number's called. It It was. It was. But it sucks to see the Nationals win. Oh, it's the worst. Are you fucking kidding like me? I've really enjoyed just having this whole they've never won. Never even won a playoff series. A playoff series. Well, at least we got the 95 no, World we won Series. Tons of them. You guys haven't won anything in yeah, the we won, we won history tons of, of your playoff franchise. Series. Now we got nothing on them. Yeah, we're even. one to one in terms of championships. And they have most recent bragging rights. So, yeah. That's why winning the division doesn't mean dick. And they if were you so do close to losing the wild card game too. They should have lost. They the should have lost game. that outside of the bloop Ryan Zimmerman hit and that terrible error that right fielder made in that wild card game. You know, you could be having a very different discussion. I think the World Series champion is. Um, the baseball playoffs were well. The first, the wild card games were fun, and the first round was fun until we were eliminated. Sure, that was good times. Yeah, it was it was fun. We don't get to enjoy the postseason though, Adam. Yeah, I I mean I didn't I don't think I watched any of the championship series, watched a little bit of the World Series, but I couldn't get all in. No, there's just no way to do it, especially if like if the Braves aren't in it at all, like in the rebuilding years, I'd be like, Yeah, I'll watch a little bit of playoff baseball. But if they when they ever they lose in the first round, like I can't watch this shit. Yeah. It's just too hard. And you wanna talk Braves real quick since we're already talking about baseball a little bit. Uh, Yeah, I have something else to recap from the episode. Um, It jumps in a different sport. You don't have to get too far into it. But you might be the number one Matt Ryan fan in Atlanta. Everybody should like Matt Ryan. You should, but I, I was just listening to, you remember our argument last week. No, I, as I said, I'm, I'm <laughs> Adam, I'm on a bender till de December. I don't remember anything. I made the statement that it looked like Shabby got rid of the ball. Oh yeah, quicker. That was some fuck. That was yeah. That pissed me off. I remember that now. I don't. It's just making an observation, but it's not insinuating anything except that Shabby seemed to get rid of the ball quicker because he had more time to throw. Because the Seahawks offensive defensive line is not very good. You put Matt Shaw in that fucking Rams game, he can't do dick. He throws for 20 yards. No, but if he has more time to throw, that doesn't matter because he was getting rid of the ball quick. He didn't need more time to throw because he was getting rid of it quick. Okay, great. That also comes down to a whole host of other issues. The Seahawks' defense isn't very good. That can come down to the receivers getting open. It come down to the, you know, there are a myriad of factors to it. You have to consider behind. He's just getting rid of the ball faster. The up. Rams have a much better defense than Seattle. Can't make an observation? You can make an observation, but you've got to think about what comprises that observation. What happens under the hood? What is this, like, political talk now? You got, no, I'm just you, saying. You've you got to check you, all your sources. Make it's, sure it's, it's not a, a source. Make sure it's a, a they're dot .org and not a dot .com. Football is the most team-oriented sport in all of the sports, to me. Uh, basketball? More one so guy, than one, guy can take over. one guy can take over yeah. In football you need the whole team working Baseball, somebody can hit a home run yeah. Someone can pitch a no-hitter Like you gotta have everything working And okay He didn't throw any fucking touchdowns Matt throws three touchdowns every game There's an observation for you Everyone can go screw themselves with that observation Everyone is just like me And somebody at work That yeah. mentioned it But if y'all can screw <laughs> each other then I don't know <laughs> uh, Braves. Los Bravos. Make uh, some big-time moves, Adam, over the week. We got – we were signed Nick Marcakis, America's Hero, and uh, (laughs) postseason extraordinaire, and Tyler Flowers, who can't catch a baseball to save his ass, even though he plays the position of catcher, to one-year contracts, I believe, comprising a total of $10 million devoted to those two guys. Four for Nick, six for Flowers. Okay. Uh, those are the big moves the Braves have made so far. Well, I think the bigger move is their non-move. They didn't offer Julio Tehran. I can it, applaud that one. His $12 million option. So, um, yeah, I know you're going to make a big deal out of this, but, I mean, Flowers is a veteran catcher. You say you can't catch the ball, but he's known around the league as one of the best pitch framers. He also had, like, st- you know how many? I mean, I, we, we, I'm not saying I don't know how many. I think it was like a month stretch that something was off with him. He can't. But he, I think we're just, so many pass balls. Anyways, he's a hopefully going to be a backup catcher. Yeah, like I we, we wanna, have no we have no catchers. No, on the roster we have right no. Now. Okay, so I'm fine if you, he's your, if he's your backup catcher and he catches twice a week. So be it. He's got a little bit of pop in his bat. I'd rather him as a backup catcher versus I don't know Corky Miller. Uh, sure. I just don't know why the hell we didn't keep Kurt Suzuki over Flowers. It blows my mind. On August 28th of last year, 2018, uh, the Braves agreed to an extension with catcher Tyler Flowers. to receive a $6 million guarantee, including a $4 million salary for 2019 and a $2 million buyout for a 2020 option that will cost $6 million of ex- exercise. So he did receive an extension into next year, which was this year, if you follow. Sure. So when we did that, to me at that time, that meant that we were committed to flowers over Suzuki, even though Suzuki was the superior offensive catcher and um, okay. comparable defensively. You're right. And he actually I mean, he didn't get paid that much with Washington as a two year deal worth ten million. Yeah. So I mean, I don't from what I saw on the field, I don't know why we made that that decision personally. Maybe he had a better report of the pitchers, who knows? But I would have rather had Kurt Suzuki this year. Uh, than Tyler, considering his defensive woes and offensive frustrations he endured this season. I mean, whatever. We need a catch. refine fine. Nick, of Suzuki, how strange is that shit with him and Trump? Yeah, like Trump felt him up. <laughs> um, What's going on there? I, I don't know. I think he was just really excited that a uh, – I think, I think Donald was really excited that a sports figure um, embraced him. <laughs> yeah. And so he was like, I got to get all I can out of this and decided to – feel his breasts for some reason. Grope. Grope, yes. Uh he trying to bean dip him. Maybe. But I mean but when you try to bean dip you have a very Yeah, um, it's not a hold. It's just a you're 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 holding your fingers in a specific way yeah, and you yeah, go yeah. up and down. You get in and out. Right, you get in and out. This was like a full groping of the breast. Right. Both breasts. It was almost like he was trying to reach into his chest and rip out his heart or something. I mean it was like I am getting in there and I'm holding on. Yeah Kurt Suzuki is pretty much like the last guy expected to see as like the number one trending name on Twitter yeah I saw that I was like the shit's going on here like I feel like he just like Donald groping him just at least quadrupled the number of people that even know who Kurt Suzuki are (laughs) who we are as a singular oh (laughs) who he is who he is yes sorry that was great to form some words there, Junior. Indeed, uh, uh, that made my day. <laughs> I had a lot of grammatical issues today too when I was writing, uh, doing something at work, so I, I, I relate. I didn't even catch that. I thought you had paused because, like, you had said the exact same thing at the same time as me. No, no. Who he are? Anyways, um, but yeah, yeah Flowers is our guy. Yeah, Flowers our guy. Uh, Nick Markakis, on the other hand, I. We can talk about the veteran stuff and that he's a solid header, but overall, he doesn't offer you a lot. It's a continual postseason choker. And there are talks that he would platoon in left field, and that was discussed with him when he signed the, the deal. But considering our manager of the year doesn't like to rest anybody, and he loves Marquecas in the five hole, I don't see anything changing. Here's the honestly. deal, though. Our manager of the year is also a big Adam Duvall guy. I don't want for the whole season, Adam. You know that he's not a full-season kind of guy. That's why he's platooning. I don't want that. Like, that's, your, that's what you're doing? If that's what you're doing, like, throw next season into the fire. We're another—we win the division again and lose in the first round to some fucking loser team we should, should beat. Like, that's what, that's what happens if, if we do that. Well, I can tell the way this is going for you, Graham. I don't, I don't like it, man. Move we, on! You have to see— What does he offer? Who, Marquecas? Other than the stuff we already know about. Other than good clubhouse presence, decent hitter, shitty postseason player. More than .5 war. What is That's, that's what he's going to give you at best. Marquegas? Maybe one war. I don't know, man. Like, make a trade for for some team who's out of contention for a good corner outfielder. Better yet, why can't we see what Pache and Waters are going to do? Why can't we do the thing with did with but, last year if we absolutely have to and bring him back a little later in the game? <laughs> Pache and Waters did not perform in AAA in their time there. They're not ready yet. That's they didn't. The, that's, but they, that's the problem. You don't start the season with them. There's you, also, there's you also hope, winter leagues. You hope, you, hope, they you hope to do what you did with Austin Riley this year, where you came up in May and raked. Yeah, maybe. But Ho- Hopefully that – If you have Marquegas on your bench – that's another story. That's, that's great. That's, that's that's fine. What they're open for. But I hope to God, great. we're not going to every day left fielder. I'm not going to let you do the thing where you freak out about the Braves roster when no moves have been made in well, the if, World if, Series if, ended if, if a you week can, ago. I, I know. I'm just saying, if you can accept that, then 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 if anyone accepts that as like if, if that's what happens, right? If if he is the the starter in left field, then we've just admitted as an organization that we can't. We He's don't want to. Not the win. starter. They told him you're going to be a platoon player. Alex Anthopoulos told us that. You know, no one no one was gonna play like hundred over hundred and fifty games this year. Where'd that go? Josh Donaldson playing 157 games. Camargo and Cole. Burned out in the postseason. There were a lot of injuries, Graham. there were. There was some depth issues and you know, you gotta consider all that shit. It's just I don't I don't have a very positive outlook until I see Because the offseason hasn't started. You don't know what the roster is. I don't know what the roster is, but I also know that this, the mindset of the organization isn't changing and that's very frustrating and the fact you that we can't are say that till the offseason happens okay so we go out and get madison Bumgarner, and you're going to be thrilled about that about a guy who's clearly on the decline who's going to want 150 million dollars probably on a five-year deal because it's the last chance he'll ever get to cash in Hey, you're making up numbers. Before the show, I told you what he was projected to make. Which One was, guy said that. You know what I heard? I heard $150 million from other guys. So who what, the fuck really knows? You know who even came out with this thing? All right. For those of you who missed it, a story came out a couple days ago that the Braves are supposedly making a push for Madison Baumgartner. He's their priority. You know who came up with that?
1: I heard Source, Mark, Mark
0: Bowman said something. It, it was sources within the MLB. Ooh. Exactly. That it there's it probably didn't even come from the organization. Have the Braves ever leaked what their plans are for any of the moves they've ever made? No, no. I just hear that and it's a much to do me. about nothing. I don't know. I'm like if you, I want to spend that much money on somebody, I want to get someone else. That and like when why do we have to prioritize pitching when we supposedly have all these studs? Why can't we go ahead and improve our offense? Um. Or I, I don't know. It's just like, if we have this great pitching depth, then why do we have to keep going out there and get veterans? Why can't we say, Max Freed, Soroka, it's your time. Go do it. How are you going to fill out the rest of the rotation? Who's in the rotation now? you got Fulty Freed, Soroka. Tamron uh, or, and Keichel, who aren't going to be on the team, probably. Fuck that. Uh, it, would just be, it would just be getting a, another version of Keichel. It would be getting a guy who's three years past his prime for a hell of a lot more investment. Which I have a name for you, Graham. Who? Cole Hamels. He he is willing to. He said today he's willing to go to a team that is ready to contend on a one year deal. I would. That's got us written all over. I it. would take a, I would potentially take a flyer on that. Let let him really, be a mentor for Max Freed and then have Max Fried just be a sure. stun. He really burned out near the end of the season. He started off well and then really burned out for the Cubs. He was one of the reasons they didn't make the postseason. But um, but if he wants to uh, go to like one year eight million, a one year flyer. That I mean that's fine. I think it'd be more than eight million. Or ten, whatever you know. I mean, he's still capable enough. But that's our guy, and I mentioned to you as well. But I want um, like like where's Ian Anderson? Is he going to factor into the the rotation eventually? Next year? Probably. I why are you so? Why are you crying? Am not crying? You sound very sad. I am sad. I don't want like signing Nick Markega is just is like the equivalent of waving the white flag to me. Like I I like marquez He's just not what we need. To to you need depth. In an organization If it's a right. bench thing That's fine But I just know With Snitker He's gonna start And play 140 games 150 games And sh- Shit the bet again In the playoffs And burn out like If plays year. 150 games this year That's a $50 bet Between me and you
1: really Are you, w- to are you be- willing To put I your really money Where really really your depression
0: is that. I really wanna take that $50 I like want- If Markekis plays Over 150 games Over 150 well, 150 or more Say uh, say one hundred forty three. Nope, one hundred forty five. One hundred fifty. I'm, I'm not taking it. I've 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 lost. That's the number you just said. No, maybe I don't. I'm not as confident in my bullshit uh-huh. as I thought. Okay, but it's just it just feels like that's where we're going. And like you said, it is like a week into the off season. So it's like I, I can't get too upset. But it's I still have a very bad aftertaste in this postseason, particularly seeing the Nationals, a team we beat the shit out of all season, win the fucking World Series because their manager knew what to do. And utilize his talent correctly. And they got really lucky multiple times. And you need some of that in the playoffs. But I cannot, when I, I read about the games or I watch some of the games, I could not, um, I cannot discredit any of his moves. He made the right moves all the time. And you're not ever going to get that, really. But like in terms of how he utilized his, his, his pitching staff and how he utilized his bullpen, it was an absolute masterstroke things went their way as well. And they also beat a team that on paper is better than them. Than the Astros. What's your point, Graham? That is just... It's just frustrating that we beat this team all year and they win the World Series. Yeah. Like, I can't accept this first-round fuck-ups anymore from this organization and the way they do business. I really can't accept it anymore. It's well, really driving me nuts. Well, quit. I'm not going to quit because I love the Braves. But I, I will voice my opinion in terms of My displeasure with with the way the postseason was handled this year again. Sure. No one is 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 Uh, no one no one is blocked from criticism. So you're just gonna be a crotchety bastard all year. Until we prove that we can do things differently, you bet your fucking ass I will uh, be, because let me tell you something, man. Like everyone burned out. So every single off season move you're gonna be pissed off about. Depends on what's done we 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 win a series you're going to be pissed off about it we win another series you're going to be pissed talk off talk that no dude we win we won a division series not a division but a division series I'll be running naked No I'm just talking top. about like throughout the regular season when we win you're going to be pissed oh, I'm 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 in the phase right now kind of where I was near the end of the 14 year division run where I'm like I don't give a shit about the the, the I understand season. that but what fa- like you're not gonna be fun to talk to, I'll tell you that much. Are you not gonna get any joy out of watching games? Oh, sure. I just I just know that like this little thing that's always in the back of my mind with the Braves, I quelled this year pretty well in terms of like I was really excited. I had a lot of hope. Um but then it was just, it's just like the same thing no matter what. It's like you get the playoffs, you shit the bed. And it's just so frustrating. It doesn't matter who the coach is. It doesn't matter who the players are. It's just like what fucking happens. And it's really frustrating. So I like, in order not to get my spirit broken, I am going to at least emotionally reserve myself a little bit because it's too fucking painful. That's sports, man. I know, but it's like you get your hopes up, you get crushed, you pick yourself up, d- dust yourself off, do it all out. over again. But you, but but so you, you're not critical at all of anything the Braves do. Not their first two offseason moves. I'm talking more about the organization at large right now. Uh, no, I like the direction they're headed. I think we have a great future. Okay, I think we do too. I just hope that you know. When, I mean, when push comes to shove, that we make the right decisions. When push comes to shove, we lost this postseason series because our best player was hurt and didn't perform. That's one reason. What about. If Freddie Freeman is Freddie Freeman. We probably win. We win the series, and that's that. Who come, who, you know, but you have that, but you also have you didn't utilize your best pitcher more than once in the series. That's a fucking huge mistake. That's, that's Who's to say we get a hit, a big hit to win the game, though? Even if Soroka's in, I'm just saying, Soroka, you, you utilize two, your two best pitcher, in game five? utilize your best pitcher as many times yeah, you can. In a, we we know, we, in know we know your stance. Graham. It's it's the right stance. I, I refute anyone to tell me differently. You can't say that we win the series if you can't definitively say you, we win the you series. You put yourself Soroka. in a better position to win the series mathematically because you are using your best pitcher more than one time. But in, in reality, so. if Freddie Freeman came through, we win the series. In reality, if Freddie Freeman, that, that's the thing that pisses me off the most, is that even with all the bullshit moves in the bullpen or not using Soroka or Freddie being hurt, we were still one catch away, Freddie making that catch of winning the series, pretty much, on Yachty Molina. Yeah, or him coming through with the bases loaded. Or either. anyone yeah. coming through with the bases loaded. It's not just Freddie. Everyone fucked up. Donaldson and Marcakis were shit. They were awful. And I wonder now also with the rumors of making Donaldson a priority, I love Donaldson. i like to bring him back. But you also have to ask yourself, are we at the point of diminishing returns with Josh Donaldson where we got the best we we're going to get out of him at this stage in his career and that giving him a multi-year extension could be uh, potentially be a misfire given his age and, and, and in recent injury history, even though he was very durable this year and had an outstanding season. But do you, are you willing to make a major investment to the tune of two to three years, $30 million a year? At least. Do we need to do like an icebreaker or some sort of fun game with you, Graham? This is a serious question for the future of this organization. As a mid-market team with a fucking crotchety piece-of-shit ownership group that won't spend a lot of money on the team, we only have room to make one or two big moves a year, if that. And so it's a very huge decision for a cheap-ass ownership group. To, to say, are we going to go get Donaldson or not? That's a major decision. has ramifications that could resonate for years. Because if Donaldson becomes an albatross, that's going to suck. They're not going to bring him back for more than a two-year deal. Okay. He's, I, I don't foresee Do you, you want to make the move? I don't want us to overspend on him. So what's your I limit in terms go. of what you would be willing to... Uh... Me, I'd go like Three years, twenty-five million a year. Looking less thirty. I think no. Okay. No, that's fine. We'll uh, figure it out somewhere else. But yeah. I, I, they're not gonna. There's nothing in Anthopolis' history, recent history of the Braves, to suggest that he's going to overspend on an aging player. Right. And I think that's. that's I saw some good. some crazy stats about. Um, like Pujols when he, oh, his big deal with the the uh, Angels. Well, like yeah, like his age, thirty four season he had like a four or five WAR, mm-hmm. and then age thirty five it was like minus one, mm-hmm. and it's gone hill. It's, downhill it's a precipitous drop off. Yeah, and it, it's pretty across the board. I mean, you get your random like Chipper Jones who can be. Performed until forty, but right. he also didn't play over like a hundred twenty five hundred thirty games right in, in years. Yeah, and his uh, last like truly great season was probably the two thousand eight year as well. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, I, I love I love Donaldson. Um, I think Mike Mustakis is a guy that's out there as well. He, he might had be, a great he, season for the Brewers. He keeps having great seasons. He might be a guy that maybe we could get him on a one or two year deal. Maybe he's as a free well. agent. Yeah, Oh, cool, okay. Yeah, he's out there. Yeah, there's definitely some interesting options that Anthopolis has and I'm I'm also willing to s- really interested in seeing if he's willing to dip into the prospect pool a little bit and try to make a big move for a corner outfielder um or potentially third base just just to see. I don't know. Like how close are Pache and Waters? Are they, re- you know, I think that's another thing you have to consider when you're when you're thinking about corner outfield because um, you could do the Duval Marquez thing. Maybe it works for a minute. I don't know, but that can't be how you want to live that entire season. Oh no! I mean, our outfield is bleak right now. Ender's the other option out there, unless Riley proves himself again. Which yeah, and then what do you do with Austin Riley? It's a very interesting. Scenario. I mean, if Austin Riley can think... continue, like if if he's back, I'm fine with him in left field. Yeah, he plays duval I mean, Duval and Marquez in right field, but yeah. I think their end goal—they want Acuna to be our right fielder. Yeah, and I think he plays better in, in right field than he does in, in center. It's also less stress on his body. And even though I know he's—he's he's not like he's an old man at all, but you want to preserve him as much as you can, um, for sure. So, and, I mean, you got to see the the grander picture here, Junior, because what you want—and we could be less than a year away from—but I don't think we're there uh-uh. in April. And you don't want to stunt these kids' development. Sure. But we're looking at Acuna in right, yeah. Pache in center, mm-hmm. Waters in left, which and could be beautiful. It could be. And Riley so could be a third. think of as more as a stopgap and Duvall as a stopgap or two great veterans off the bench if these kids are ready. Sure. But I sense that the organization has a better understanding of if they're ready or not than angry Graham. I agree. The, I agree that they would probably know better than I would. But it just, <laughs> it's tough not to know from a fan standpoint. And just like, if we roll in and Marquecas is the starter. It's just, it's like, you, you don't want to like, you don't want to spend 80 million on a BJ Upton though. And then handcuff no. your future. No, so but if the right guy came along. Patience is necessary. Yeah, but I also want to win because this team is talented enough to win. That's why I'm upset is because we have the talent to, to make it happen. Do you think we would have won the World Series if we got past the Cardinals? You think we'd take down the Astros this year? On paper, no. But I think that it would have been great for the the growth of, of, of the players. And uh, I think that would have been really, really nice for them. And regardless, I mean, I just think... Like, this city just really just wants this team to do so well. I mean, the Braves were supported more this year than they've been in probably since Chipper retired uh, or, or the, the, the up, up, and a hay year when we actually had a good team, even though know, Upton and was sucked. So, I mean, like, this city is, is, is hungry. It, it wants it. It's pulling hard for this team. Television numbers are up. Radio numbers are up. Attendance at the stadium is up we're ready to win now and i know the organization wants to win as well so i just i just want to see something to indicate that they really want to fucking win and re-signing marquez doesn't say that to me even though i know that's not the end-all be-all move to be made in this off-season. it's just my initial reaction because i have ptsd from all the shit that's happened with the braves it's pretty it's just and maybe that's irrational but it's hard when you've been dealing it for 30 years I'm going to go ahead and pencil in a um, therapy session for the podcast next week. That's probably good. I see that it's. <laughs> I didn't realize it was so needed. I know you've been saying you're sad. I could tell you were sad on the phone yesterday when we talked about the Hawks a little bit. Um, yeah, it's necessary, Graham. These are major overreactions for November. <laughs> November 7th. November 7th, yeah. Yeah. For uh, baseball. Pitchers and catchers don't report for another four months. You know what the saddest part is? We haven't talked about the Falcons yet. Which I don't really have. There's not much to say. No. Um. Good brave segment though. A lot more. A um, lot more there than I anticipated. Yeah. Do you want to move to the Falcons? Let's talk Falcons. <laughs> uh, Big news this week, Graham. What's that? Raheem Morris is moved from. Was he a wide receivers coach for some reason, and now he's the secondary coach? Well, I think he comes from defense, so that makes sense. Yeah I, yeah, I mean, also makes sense because our defense has been atrocious, and Dan Quinn's S- supposedly in charge of the defense, and he needs more help. Shake something up. You know what was funny is like I heard Quinn, which I don't think we talked about, but was reported, and he mentioned it as well It's not just hearsay, that he started delegating play-calling tasks to others at times <laughs> during the <laughs> Cardinals game, I believe. Yeah. It's just like, man, this thing is in such shambles. Um, so, yeah, Raheem Morris moves. I know some other moves were made, some coaches shuffling around. So there's a rumor that I, I heard on Athletic that Arthur Blank is considering making a move if uh, Dan Quinn doesn't show something this week, either a win or just, like, for the love of God, compete kind of thing, which, you know, once again, I'm totally fine with, and we know we're going to get our butts kicked by the saints i mean vegas has got us at 12 and a half right now 12 and a half underdogs and the saints are playing amazing football drew Brees came back last week and had a tremendous game like he hadn't missed any time uh even if alvin kamara doesn't play which i know he's a little banged up latavius murray's been outstanding for him in his stead michael thomas is having an amazing year their defense is tremendous um there's virtually zero chance of us beating the same team with Matt Ryan potentially coming back this week. Tell me more about this uh, athletic article. So, really, it's it's not really a, a story I misspoke, but it's just a lot of uh, analysts and reporters, including Schultz, that have written a story or anything, but recently suggested that if uh, the Falcons uh, get slaughtered, as they're so uh, liable to do these days, uh, Arthur will move on from Quinn. Just because, like, it's like, you know, you've made your. your you're shuffling of your coaches over the bye week, and you've are you you know, you've had time to really prepare more so than you normally do. So it's like if you get killed again, what's the point of just beating your head into the wall for the rest of the season kind of thing? Put the rabid – not even a rabid dog. It's just like a, a dog with hips dysplasia out of its misery. So basically that article is similar to the Madison Bumgarner rumors. Yes. So who knows if that happens? I'm sure when we lose 45 to 7 – or I don't even say 17 – 45-7 to seven on, on Sunday, it'll be uh, more of the same. I don't see that happening, though, for some reason. If there's one time for this team to get up for a game and actually play like they give a shit in the first half, and I'm not saying they don't, but it looks like they don't, it would be this time. I, saw, I saw videos of them at practice mm-hmm. today, and I feel like they were doing shit they wouldn't normally do. Like they were like hitting the shit out of each other in practice. Good. Uh, and they were like running these drills where like, it was Shawby and I think the other kickers laying on the ground, like just like right next to each other, and the whole team was like running through them and just like trying to not step on them and then hitting the fuck out of someone afterwards. I like it. So I feel like they're some one of those coaches is like an actual angry guy, the old school style coach that we need. I hope so. I don't think it's Dan Quinn. No. Dan Quinn's Kumbaya. Maybe this is Raheem Morris. He he seems like a nice guy too, though. Yeah, that's the problem. Is that like we talked about last week? Uh, there are no angry assholes on this team. Yeah, there's no one with an edge. But uh, yeah, you're right. If, if if there's any time they're going to show up, this is it. Yeah, against your biggest rival at their house, your back is literally not at the wall. You're inside the wall. Uh, I I want to see just loose football out there. Just go out there and pretend like you know devil devil make care attitude. Just don't give a sh- like give a shit, but don't. It's it's hard to describe, but it's like, don't worry as much about schematics and stuff. Just go play your fucking game. Know your role. Know what you have to do, but just... There's no pressure. There's really no pressure anymore. You're fucked. Just go out there and and play your ass off and, and, and do not look like you're hungover, for the love of God. I'm just so tired of being crushed in the first half, trying to come back in the second half, but it's too little too late. It's like... Something's got to give here where we have one fucking week where we don't look like absolute horseshit in the first half. Yeah. Maybe the Saints will overlook us. Maybe that's the thing they'll do now. That'd be great. We're one of the worst teams in the league. Yes. And you know what's depressing is that the Dolphins finally won a game so we are literally on the same level as the Dolphins, a team that started out the season pretty much openly stating they were rebuilding. Right. I haven't heard much on Matt Ryan. He's practicing, so... He's going to play, right? He's probably going to play. Yeah. Um, like I said, the Saints were fouling all cylinders. We're not, but rivalry games, anything can happen. Uh, like 8-20 Carolina team, North Carolina team one time took, like, number one Duke basketball to double overtime. time. They lost, but they, you know, played their asses off. So, whatever, man. Uh, we what you think uh, young Hoku, Koo, it's a... 49-yard field goal with no time on the clock to win the game. That'd be great. I'd be – you know what? It's one of those things where it's like you really want to get a good draft pick at this point. You can't cheer for that. Though. No. You can't. It's it's hard to, to watch a game and just be thinking lose the whole time, especially against those asshole Saints. Like, I would love if we won this game. Like, you and I both know Sunday morning we're going to text, text each other, want to watch the game together? We have to do it. Well, I won't be here. Oh, uh, I'll be mind. out of town, oh, so I won't right. be able to. But I'll be watching with you in spirit. I will be watching. <laughs> I'm going to watch it on the little TV upstairs. Oh, yeah, do it. That's yeah. where the Falcons play the best, like yeah. we said. Um, yeah, I'll be. I'll be watching. You got to. Yeah. Any thoughts on the Hawks at the moment? I guess we should kick off with uh, the big news, and that John Collins has been suspended 25 games. We're two games into that suspension. For uh, human growth hormone from a cream he was wearing or putting into his body or whatever, uh, and supposedly that he had no knowledge of the substance entering his body and that he used something he didn't know what was in it. Uh, it's an excuse we've heard from dozens and dozens of players over the years across multiple sports, and I've got to think that take the moral stuff out of it. I kind of think that it's a that's a bullshit thing and. It's like you gotta you gotta know with how strict these leagues are about doping and stuff. What what you're putting in your body, you gotta be super careful and diligent about that because that could really fuck you. And not not only and not even fuck you, but it fucks your team and it fucks you financially because he's he just lost seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. So uh, yeah, without pay, suspended without pay. So and he misses about a third of the basketball season for a team. That is trying to get in the playoffs to prove to potential free agents down the road that this is a on the rise organization and your second best player just potentially tank the season. Yeah, it's a classic kick in all of our collective Atlanta sports nuts. How much more of this can we take? Like, we got good news in that Trey Young was okay. Trey Young was okay. He only missed. Like a game and a half, technically. Yeah. We had off days. Yeah, and he and he played brilliantly in 30 minutes in that victory against the Spurs. Uh, had a rough first half, but really got going in the second half and helped win the game against a you know decent team out west. So. Yeah. As soon as we find out Trey Young's back the next day, John Collins suspended 25 games, and I mean, I think he genuinely didn't know what he was doing, but also just ask. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, it's too much of a risk not to be 100%, like 200% sure on that shit. Although, in fairness, so Clemson had the same thing happen to them, a couple of their players, uh, last year before the national championship game where they got drug tested and there's the same thing, but they had asked their training staff, Mm -hmm. and their training staff approved it. Yeah, And then it was found to be an illegal substance. So you never know. It's kind of some weird shit sometimes. But... Sure, sounds like John Collins didn't ask anybody. No, no. And uh, that's a huge blow to the team. Good news is, you know, Jabari Parker played well in his stead against the Spurs. I didn't watch the Bulls game, but we got our asses kicked by 20 points. So I'll let you uh, talk about that one. Yeah, you can certainly, I mean, this team, it just doesn't have the depth right now that we had last year. Um, Like I said, losing Torian Prince, like, that's kind of overlooked, but he was a veteran player that would be stepping in right now. Sure. No problem. And Jabari does look good. But, uh, I mean, the injuries are tell our role players just mounting up as well. Like, uh, Evan Turner's been out. Yeah. We have no point guard behind Trey Young. Pretty much Bembry and Reddish. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, I mean, Bembry has looked really solid. And that one guy, his name, I forget, Wallace. Wallace? Who the hell's Wallace? He's a guy comes in and plays like eight minutes Three. a game, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, it was ugly last night against the Bulls. They got off to about a 15 point lead. Bulls did. Yeah, yeah. in the in the first quarter, and there was just no coming back. Trey Young had one of his worst games I've ever seen him had. He ended up with seven points. Both the rookies were atrocious. Oh, Hunter and uh, Reddish. Reddish. Yeah. yeah, it was it was bad. And you're uh, going to have nights like that, and this team goes as Trey goes. I mean, when when we witness that move he put on LaMarcus Aldridge in the Spurs game where he crossed him over about three times and then did a no-look pass to Bembry cutting to the basket. I mean, the nights when that's happening, maybe not like, not necessarily that move, but, you know, when he takes command of the game, Hawks can run with, I'm not saying anybody, but they can can compete. Uh, When he has a bad game, an off night, we simply cannot. And so it really, especially with John being out, there is no margin for error. You're going to get your butt kicked if Trey's not playing well. Yeah, no, they're 100% about Trey. You're absolutely right there. Um, I mean, I think Herter's going to get going, but he hasn't, he's been a shell of himself so far. I don't think he's, you know, he didn't really play in the preseason, right? So, I mean, yeah. he's, he's, I think this is his preseason. He, he, had, he, had, he had moments. We we're relying way too much on, what, how old's Vince Carter now? 40. Is he forty four. I think 42, 41. Who knows? I know he's the oldest man to ever play in the NBA now. Yeah, or no, he's played the most seasons. Twenty second season. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. He's playing a lot more now. With he has to play more now. With uh, you know, no, the people that would normally be playing, like a Chandler Parsons, isn't going to play, and with John out, you need you need Vince to play a little more, and he's done admirably, I think, considering where he's at in his career and and. Uh, you know, I really did think he he came in there, especially in the last six seven minutes, and helped win that Orlando game with a couple of big shots and and, and actually playing. I know he's a bad defender, but you know he brought a certain level of of calm to the to the team when he's out there and leadership, and that's great. But you're right; you can't really rely on him for more than fifteen twenty minutes max at night, and even twenty minutes is probably too much for Vince to be playing. Yeah, I mean, he was supposed to only be playing like ten minutes a night. Yeah. when we signed him. Um, so really, all, all we can hope for is that we tread water for the next 25 games maybe, somehow stick around 500, hopefully Alan Crabb comes back, Chandler Parson comes back, gives us a little bit of a spark offensively, possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's looked great with Jabari. Him and Trey have they've got something going together. Yeah. Uh, you can tell they're on the same page. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, Bambry, he knows his role, and he's great at it. Um Alex Lynn garbage. Yeah. Absolute Alex, garbage. What's going on with him? Um Is he banged up or is he, he? He had a play last night that epitomized his season. He was uh he got the ball in the post against the Bulls point guard, and instead of going up strong, he like tried to like draw foul and like lay it up and missed it. Aye. Like he's got like six or seven inches on this guy. Yeah, he looks he looks pretty awful. So if his three pointer's not falling, it's bad news right now. Well, that's the thing, man. We're, we're, we are definitely missing Deadman, um, yeah. for sure. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the other guy along with Torian. you yeah. know. right. And and Bayes. I don't care about Bayes more. But Bayes a guy. He's a guy that could drop twenty five points in a pinch. If it, well, I don't know about a pinch, but if things go his way, sure. Uh, he would be useful right now he would be useful right now I will agree with that Um, Cam Reddish at least made some three pointers the other night in the Spurs game I think three or three from three point range that was encouraging to see I still think he's got a lot of offensive potential that not even scratching the surface we just got to give him time and it's going to take a minute and a minute may be a year but I think he's got a lot of potential I think the defense overall has been better you know, we're holding some teams under 100 points. I know it didn't work out for the Bulls, but we held the Spurs under 100 points. Uh, it was really nice to see. Uh, definitely, I just feel like we're we're challenging a little more. And John, even though he's not the best defender in the, in the world, when he before he was suspended, he was getting you know there were time. I think there was one game he had two or three blocks. I mean, like he, he's getting more blocks he's being more aggressive in the post sometimes there's still too you know still too many times when guys are really wide open from three-point range or or folks are able to cut into the basket really quick without really much uh resistance but then there are other times really clamp down and uh it's it's a there's a market improvement on defense for this team so far this year which i've been pleased with yeah i mean that that's lloyd pierce's calling card as defense and i think they're they're buying in at least but uh There's gonna be growing pains, Graham. Yeah, for sure. But uh, we'll work through it. Let's just hope Trey. Yeah, if Trey goes for seven, we're obviously not gonna win any games. So we go as Trey does. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think that wraps up this episode of Atlanta Zone. It was uh, start off a lot of uh, a lot of fire, a lot of anger. It's been a while since we've had an episode where I like I could just feel myself like clenching. Like kind of with it's a white knuckle ride, yeah. <laughs> yeah I was like, man, I want to hit this guy right now, sure. I don't understand how he could possibly be so angry about the Braves in November. It's not about the moves as much as it's about like the the subtext. We need a therapy session Graham That's sure, we'll do that. okay, we'll do that next week. Uh, all right, folks, until next time, thank you for listening. Rise up, chop on, stay in Brotherhood. None can conquer and remain true to Atlanta. Hospitometer said. Hospital said.